Hey guys, you're so lucky. Y'all getting two podcasts back to back. If you didn't get to listen to my recent one, Listening Versus Hearing, please check it out. We talk about the differences between listening and hearing and how to implement some effective listening skills in your life. I guess what's been on my mind for the past maybe 48 hours have been relationships, right? Since we're living in a new day and time and it's 2019, so maybe what your parents went through back in their day or maybe what your siblings went through, you know, it's definitely a different ballgame. Now, I don't want to talk about this subject so much in a negative way because this podcast might be an hour long because for those who are single, first let me disclose that a little self-disclosure about myself I'm single I've been single now for a pretty long time and it's definitely by choice because I just know what I need compared to what I want you know I think I have a a good grasp on what I need so until I until I feel like I'm getting what I need from someone I don't think I'm going to waste anyone's time or, you know, and vice versa, X, Y, Z, just to say I'm in a relationship to, you know, feel like I'm a part of some relationship clique. That's not me. That's not my personality. So with that being said, I don't too much want to knock relationships here. I still want this to be a positive segment. So we're going to talk about a little bit of both. What I first want to start off was defining what a relationship is. And the reason why I like to define a lot of topics before I get into it, because I just want a clear understanding because everybody defines things differently. Because I just recently learned that I said dating at an um, event I was at. And, you know, some people was like, oh, you shouldn't say that. But I'm like, well, dating means talking to other people. But I recently learned that some people interpreted dating as having intercourse, having relationships, being intimate with other people. So that's why I definitely, I think I pride myself when I do my podcast to just define what I'm talking about. So nothing's misinterpreted or you're not giving your own definition to it and it's not correct. So when I looked up on Webster, they said a relationship is a romantic or passionate attachment. Now, of course, when I think of relationships, I'm not even going to lie to you. Sometimes I'm like, I don't have time for that. But I realize what you put out into the atmosphere is what you get. And don't get me wrong. Like, do I want to be in a relationship? Of course I do. But I feel like at the same time, I just took this time while I was single to focus on a lot of things that I need to focus on because I feel like sometimes especially as women we get in relationships and we forget who we are because now we're trying to I don't want to say please but appease our mate we're trying to make sure we're being I guess good at whatever they like and sometimes we tarnish our own image and when I say tarnish not in a bad way but we kind of push ourselves to the back burner because in hopes of we doing all these great things while we're in this relationship that we gain some type of security 
meaning a ring, meaning marriage. So we, you know, cook the best meals and be the shoulder to cry on and, you know, help you get that job you want, you know, help you achieve all your goals and be domestic and be the lover, caregiver, all that great stuff for you. And then again, in the process, we forget who we are. We sit here and years go by and don't let that relationship don't work out. Then years go by and are you mad because you sat here and did all this in hopes of something and it didn't work out. But that's a whole nother topic. So with that being said, you know, sometimes I do say things like, oh, I don't have time for this because again, you know, dating in 2019 is definitely different from whatever ever you grew up in because nowadays, I said this in so many podcasts before, communication has really changed. We live in a day and age where people want to text all day. And then when you see people, people don't know how to conduct conversations in person. They'd rather be on the phone than sit here and talk to you in person. And you'd be like, you got so much to say in Texas. Like, what just happened? But again, this is the world we live in. We think it's okay to just be so much on and don't get me wrong I know these phones are a little more advanced than what they used to be back in the day and it's basically a computer your life whatever you want to consider it in the palm of your hands but again we can't lose that humanistic approach and actually talk to people face to face not just talk to me on the phone not just talk to me via text via email via call like actually talk to me in person touch my hand and figure out how my day was but again and I don't want to say everyone does that because I'm not the type of woman who's gonna put everybody in the category like oh there's no good men out here so now everybody's horrible no that's not what I'm saying but for what I've been running into that's been a communication style and even if they do be on the phone it's maybe maybe tops 10 minutes before it's oh I got something to do oh let me hit you oh I'm gonna just text you and you be like huh you just hung up the phone to text me that's weird so times have changed people will slide in the dm i have so much to say people will hit you on facebook messenger has so much to say but in person everybody's mute everybody's like like i don't know what's going on but this world and it's not changing for the better like you think when you hear the word change and maybe this is what I think it's like we're changing for good things no that's not the point in this case I feel like the change is kind of like not so great this is the type of change I don't want I want what we you know they used to have back in the day like I remember being on the phone with people until I fell asleep waking up and you're like oh snap I fell asleep on the phone you're like laughing and hanging up because now you hear that person snoring in the background whatever case may be but this new stuff where you'd be lucky to get a less than a 20 minute conversation and I can't even say 20 minutes that's pushing it no so um again when I first started recording I said the relationships has been on my mind a lot and I realized we live in a world where 
ah, we all want to be loved. We all want to be affectionate. We all want to have some romantic connection to another being. And that's wonderful. That's great. You know, I'm never going to sit here and tell people, oh, you should just be by yourself and you should just be lonely. No. You should want to be in love. You should want to share your life with someone else, your experiences, your ups and downs, whatever it may be. However, we also have to do this in a healthy way. You know, I guess what saddens me is when people disclose to me about their relationships and what they go through, and I get it there's no perfect relationship I'm not gonna sit here and act like even if you did figure out your needs and wants from your mate that this relationship is gonna be so perfect you're gonna be happy for the rest of your life I'm never saying that but what I'm saying is why are we so okay and I don't and again I don't want to assume to be in unhealthy relationships why do if you find yourself and this is a question I guess I'm putting out there if you find yourself complaining explaining questioning behaviors in your relationship on a daily basis I'm not talking about maybe once every couple of months or maybe twice every couple of months I'm talking about Monday through Friday you daily it's a daily issue and then it becomes to the point it's the same issue now you need to question yourself like hey is this healthy because if I keep having the same problem right I keep talking about it but nothing's changing I keep venting about it, but nothing's changing. I keep writing in the journals, nothing's changing. You know, things instead of getting, again, like I said, better is getting worse. So you tend to wonder like, hey, what is going on here? You know, for the simple fact, because, you know, how happy and how healthy can a relationship be when your partner or your spouse are not giving you, again, what you need? See, the reason why I think it's highly important to know your needs and wants, because sometimes we want, for example, someone to look good. We want someone to have a lot of money. We want somebody to have a nice car. We want somebody to have the college degree. We want somebody to be career driven we want somebody with goals we want the list can go on and on right but have you ever really sat and said I need someone to listen to me I need someone to be a support system I need someone to encourage me I need someone to realize when I'm not having a good day I need a hug I need you to call me on the phone so I can speak to you or at least once or twice out the day. I need affection. I need kisses. I need foot rubs. You know what I'm saying? I need a workout partner. You know, little stuff like that. Because I feel like once you know what you need, those superficial wants aren't important anymore. Of course, we all want somebody who looks good. We all want somebody. But at the same time, let's be honest, too. Looks don't last forever. We all going to get old one day. 
So if if you're single and you're concentrating too much about, you know, oh, how fine they got to look or they need a six pack or they need a big booty or they need, I don't know, the hair down to their um, Rapunzel kind of hair. They need to look like the girls on the video. They need to look like the guys on the movies. Then sis bruh you will be single for a while because you want a fantasy and see in today's day and age you need reality you know what i'm saying you have to be realistic with yourself and i never want to say the whole 80 20 thing because again like we like to put a lot of different notions on how or what we should receive in this life so i'm not going to say you should only receive 80 percent of what you want and be okay with the 20% that you don't get. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not disagreeing with that rule because I guess if I look at it, something's better than nothing. But let's be honest too. Y'all need to, you and your mate need to be at a point where y'all shouldn't even be looking at numbers. Y'all shouldn't even be focusing on once and focusing on needs because I say to myself once should be more when you're like a teenager right because nonsense out of 10 you're not that mature you're following the crowd following your friends so you gonna focus more on your wants not your needs because you don't know no better and that's fine but as we evolve on this earth as we get older we have to focus on what do I need my wants was good for me in my teenage years but my needs are going to fulfill me in my adult life right or wrong something else I found on psychology today was the need for human connection appears to be innate Basically, human connection is natural. That's something built in you. From birth, you lay on your mother's skin. You have skin-to-skin contact. You interact with other family members, the father, grandmother, grandfather, siblings. So that's built in you. But the ability to form a healthy and loving relationship is learned. The thing I liked about that right there is because you learn relationships through family first that's the first interaction you see between male and female or female and female male and male however whatever the relationship may be in your household you learn love from your mother and father so if you see your mother doing things that necessarily you don't agree with but as a child you really don't have a say so you feel what I'm saying? Like, you don't have a say-so on how your parents should love because you think whatever they're doing is correct. And since they got it like this, maybe I can get it like this too. It's not until maybe your teenage years, now you start to look at how people conduct relationships in your with your friends. Now you're seeing their relationships. Now you're seeing more maybe media relationships like TV, social media, especially in the day and age of social media. So you're seeing their relationships now. My whole thing is that's how you learn how to be in a relationship with someone. But you're not necessarily knowing if you're learning to be in a healthy relationship with someone. Because the with the whole social media era... 
we fall victim or we fall towards the hype of seeing the pictures and seeing the vacations that we just thinking like, oh, they must be so happy in love. I wish I could be doing that too. But again, we're seeing a picture. We're not actually seeing what's really going on behind closed doors. These people might curse each other out like sailors, but just for social media, let me make it look good and let me post it up. You feel what I'm saying? So again, we're not really learning if the relationships our families has was healthy, nor did our friends have was healthy. So what do we end up doing? We get in a relationship ourselves, right? If you saw your mother and father always arguing or always like, I guess, hitting below the belt and, you know, calling each other names, making each other feel worthless or less than, you won't think that's okay to do in your relationships, right? Because you felt like, oh, my mother didn't, she have a problem. Oh, my father didn't, you know, they didn't have a problem, so it's the problem. But again, when you're in a relationship, it's two different people meshing themselves together. So let's look at it like this. I don't know you, you don't know me. Okay, you saw that in your household, but I might have saw something different in my household. Where we didn't call each other names and belittle each other and break each other down. If anything, we lift each other up and we was full of positivity. So now, if I don't do something that's normal to you... You're going to call me out my name. You're going to make me feel less than because I didn't hurry up or whatever it is that you wanted me to do. That's not fair to me. And that's not fair to your mate. So again, just because you see relationships around you, whether it's directly or whether it's through social media, we can't assume everybody's having a healthy relationship especially when the person you're in a relationship with you're you're like always having issues daily issues and again I would never say like oh things don't happen things don't happen yeah things do happen that's life life is full of the unexpected that's what makes life a beautiful place because sometimes you have to go through things to learn the lesson in order to get the blessing if that makes any sense to anyone because sometimes we sit here and we just think oh I know it all or I've been through this but sometimes you don't know nothing at all you have to get burnt sometimes to learn uh uh don't touch that fire that's not gonna work because now I just burnt my hand and now I'm upset because it's gonna take a couple of days and stinging before this heal up and go away again since healthy love relationship is learned is a learned thing i decided to look up what techniques or what tips can help you with that so i found five tips for a healthy relationship let me sip a little water because you know this is a lot tip number one now some of these tips are obvious so before i go into it some of these tips are the obvious but some people might need to be reminded of it tip number one says spend quality time face to face now i was just talking about this because again we tend to be in relationships and a lot of our relationships be vi through phones 
through phone calls, through texts, and you'd be like, hold on, what kind of relationship is this? So again, you must spend quality time face to face. Unless you're a CEO of a major corporate organization where you don't have absolutely no time in the world, you should be spending quality time with each other. And I guess I always hear this. Make a date night. Pick a day. And then pick them all days. Because that's the best time. Because usually Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, that's when certain places are half off. That's when certain places have better deals. Because if you wait for the weekend, they're not putting too many deals out there. Because they already know everybody's coming on the weekend. Everybody's off. Usually people, a typical work schedule for people are Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. So they're not putting no deals out. So if you want to do a date night, definitely do it maybe during the week. Maybe leave work half a day. Go have some lunch. Go take a walk. Grab a movie. You know, the matinee shit. You know, hold on. I just realized I don't look at matinee no more. I've been to the movies early in the day and I'm still paying $10. So, But, you know, catch a movie. Whatever y'all like to do. Do it during the day. Do it during an odd day where, you know, there's not a lot of people out. Y'all can really get to connect and really experience whatever it is you guys like to do together. Tip number two, stay connected through communication. Now, I feel like it's a little little funny how I was just saying, you know, if we could limit the communication via our phone, but it's nothing wrong with staying connected with the communication. Just don't use it as the only source to communicate with your mate it should be other things you do to make sure your mate's okay by maybe you know i mean depending on the person depending on relationship maybe put little notes in a lunchbox or maybe here and there sending flowers to work or you know depending again depending on relationship maybe sending your boo a nude or something during the day like you know a little rem- remember me kind of thing just keep the you know communication going tip number three it says keep physical intimacy alive now sometimes when people hear the word intimacy they're automatically thinking oh we must be have to have no i know once you've been with your mate for some people again not stereotyping all relationships after a while you, you get maybe tired of having sex i don't know if that's possible but i heard this so intimacy don't automatically mean we must have sex you can still be intimate in other ways physical touches being intimate or you know anything that arouses you that don't have to mean you have to be penetrated to be aroused and we're gonna leave it there i think most of the people who listen to my podcast should know you know intimacy physical touch and all that good stuff i think we should know all that the next tip is number four learn to give and take in your relationship that's a big one right there because i feel like a lot of people get in relationships and they still have a selfish state of mind it's everything is mine 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 and I mean, 
again, depending on how long you've been in a relationship or depending on the two people in a relationship, I feel like it should be a give and take kind of thing. It shouldn't be all yours. It shouldn't be all his. Now, some people may disagree and be like, mm-mm, until I got the ring, then I'm doing that. And I get it too. I'm, You know, again, depends on the person, depends on the situation, but it should be a give and take relationship. You shouldn't feel like you're giving so much and the other person just take 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 and you're not getting nothing in return if you feel like that you need to reevaluate the situation or the relationship you're in now again this could be tricky because sometimes when you're in a relationship you tend to realize as the woman like hey i need to be courted i need to be treated so it kind of does look like you're taking a lot while he's giving out a lot but again if you're worth it and this means he's potential maybe he wouldn't see it like that but sometimes that's how some men see it like oh women got it good because we gotta take y'all on dates we gotta do something and we don't get nothing for it now this could be a debate all day long again If you decide to take a woman out on a date and you have an expectation of getting something at the end of the date and you don't, you're setting yourself up for failure because it's nowhere that says just because you spent your money that I should be giving something up. And if you feel like that, there are chicks out there like that. You need to find those chicks. Meaning, like, if you're looking for just a good time and you still want to take her out and get a bite to eat, then you need to be looking more for those chicks. Because every chick not going to feel obligated because you decide to spend your money that, oh, I need to be doing this now. Nah, bro. You'll be highly upset. So, and I feel like this too. That maybe it's just me. That should be a red flag. If, you, if you're talking to a chick, you take out and she's so willing to just give it to you right away now again this could be another debate because if you decide to do that you're grown it's your body do what you want but as you know as a woman as a man if a woman decides to make you wait that should be somewhat of a good thing to an extent because that shows she got some boundaries about herself she's just not giving it away because you took her out for a meal like she like okay that was nice we had a good time but that's not worth me giving it up again this is a situation that can go both ways i'm just gonna leave it like this it depends on the person it depends on the relationship and let's go to the last tip of the evening it says be prepared for ups and downs now, when I was writing this tip down, I was a little leery about it for the simple fact, because I'm like, well, how do you prepare for that? You know, because, of course, the ups, you always be excited about good things happening in your relationship. But when things start to go left, you don't be prepared for that, because you be like, what is going on? Didn't we talk already? Oh, frustrated at work. I'm frustrated with family. Now I got to deal with this relationship. So... I can just say this much, how I interpret the be prepared for ups and downs. Basically, since I said earlier, life is full of the unexpected, I would just say never, just never put nothing past you. Just understand that things happen in life and 
we have to know how to deal with things in a healthier way. For example, like you and your mate could have been having the greatest time ever for the last couple of months, but then one situation happened, it goes left, and now all of a sudden they want to break up. And you're like, oh, what did I do? What did I do? And, you know, now you're so depressed and discouraged and, you know, you're not happy in life. You're not happy with work. So now it's like everything is stagnant. Everything is going downhill. And it's like, yeah. And again, how do you prepare for that? Because sometimes things could look like it's going so great and it could just change so fast. And you'd be like, wait, 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 how in the hell did this happen so fast? Like... I felt so empowered. I felt so like we were going somewhere. Now I'm breaking up. So I just feel like mentally, like just mentally be open to understanding that you can't please everybody. And if you wasn't that person, cup of Henny, you sure be somebody else's cup of tea. So there's no need to worry about that. I wanted to end this podcast with saying, like, you know, for those that are in relationships or in love, and sometimes it has its ups and downs, like we just said, you don't know what to expect, you know, you feel like you're trying to love this person in this way, but they're not receiving how you love them, I have the answer to that. There's this book out, now this book out, has been out for a while, this is not new, it's called The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. Now, if you're into reading, definitely pick up this book. It's a good read, easy read. It tells you about the five love languages. Better yet, if you search this online, you can find the quiz. You could take it, your mate could take it, y'all print out the results and y'all talk about it. Because it will the questions they propose on this quiz. It teaches you about your mate, like how they interpret love, how they receive love and stuff like that. I think I took this test a little while ago and I remember getting my top score because in all five categories you get a top score. My top score was receiving gifts. And when I thought back to it, I was like, why is it receiving gifts? But I'm like, oh, it makes sense. When I was younger, we didn't really say, I love you. We basically received gifts. We received the clothes, the sneakers, the food you want, and that was supposed to equate to love. And if you didn't know no better, you're kind of like, oh, that's nice, but dang, I still want a hug. I still want a kiss. But when you're not getting the affection and you're not getting the love, I just started assuming by receiving gifts, oh, they show me they love me. So I shouldn't be upset. I shouldn't be, you know, you know, any of that because now I'm being shown somebody cares for me through receiving gifts. Again, it's a really good test. You can even take this test with your children. So learn your children five love love language. So again. I just want people for the rest of the year. Can y'all believe this year is only like six months left? June, July, August, September, October, November, December. Six months left before 2019 is officially over. 
it's been some ups, it's been some downs, it's been some no's, it's been some yes. But for those who are in a relationship and want to continue scribe, like scratch, dang, why am I getting a little tongue tired? Thriving in this relationship, start doing things together. Start opening your ears and actually listen. Find, um, just find joy in whatever, however you choose to live your life. And just because the books say it, the internet say it, everybody's definition of healthy loving relationships is not the same. You just gotta figure out what works with you and keep pushing at it. Keep pushing at it, keep being focused at it. Because again, no relationship is perfect, but nobody deserves to be miserable. Nobody deserves to be upset, crying, none of that. Sorry, period. So I'm going to speak this in the atmosphere for myself. I'm hoping soon that, you know, if it's not next month, in a couple of months, when I get a relationship, maybe, you know, we get good into it. Maybe we can start doing this podcast together so we could give you guys the female and male perspective on some of the topics that I bring up or tap into. I think it would be a really good job to always have a male perspective to understand like, hmm, what's they thinking? Because unfortunately, we all don't think the same. And I definitely learned men process things differently than women. Because sometimes men ain't that vocal. Men keep it to themselves and continue to go to work and not say nothing. Where that's not healthy communication skills. So you see how all the listening skills, communication skills, attentive skills, they go hand in hand. And we have to be very mindful of what we're doing, how we're doing it, and when we're doing it. Because everybody isn't raised the same. And that's what people fail to realize too. You know, sometimes we sit here like, oh, the father was in the house, the mother in the house. Everybody was not raised the same. So the way you learned and experienced relationships might be totally different between what somebody else exposed in the relationship. So with all that being said, your plus size vixen had a long day. I'm starting to feel that, you know, what's his name? Mr. Sleep, come over me. I'm going to relax my mind. Continue guys to follow me on plussizevixen.blogger on Instagram. Latte Vixen. La underscore Tay underscore Vixen on Instagram. Um, you can send, if you can, send me messages on here. I'll chat to you. It has been wonderful for you guys to join me again. Thank you so much. Have a great day.